flip all this on its head. Everything we've ever known about sex, about how males enjoy sex, about how females enjoy sex, it's, it's a very conscious and erotic type of sexuality. You know, when you're doing this by yourself, it's very slow, it's very tender, it's, uh, you know, it's very nurturing. It's that men are not meant to be these overly sexually driven beings. Men are supposed to be taught how to control their sexual feelings. I see it as like a form of self-mastery. You're not just going and indulging, but you're fighting. What is up, everyone? I am your host, Susie, and this is another episode of Just Press Foreplay. Today is Thanksgiving, whatever that means. I actually have a really sweet family member who calls today Happy Gluttonous Day, and I just find that to be so cute because, you know, there's silver lining in everything. Today is not considered a holiday to a lot of people, um, but that shouldn't be a reason to not celebrate things that you're grateful for. Um, We should definitely be looking at the past as a way to elevate and come above. My goal with today's episode is to help you find a space within yourself in which you can find that love, that peace, that joy, um, that serenity. I say it all the time. Your body is a temple. Your body is a vessel. It is all that you have. Find the joy in it somewhere. So that's what this episode is about. We are going to talk about orgasms. But like always, I like to kind of dissect my thought process on how I came onto this topic. Not sure if anyone is interested in this at all, but I did start a Pinterest board. It's called Just Press Foreplay Research Love. And this is where I'm going to be putting a lot of the interesting articles that I find. Because in each episode, I don't really have time to talk about everything. Also, I'm not educated in most of these areas professionally. This is all my personal perspective based off how I've lived life, how I've observed things. So I think that the best thing for you, if these topics are interesting for you, is to go and dig deeper. Don't take my word on on how this stuff works for you. Don't take just one person's perspective. Go and explore all the ideas, all of the things. There are so many things within us that resonate with just us and very few other people. And that's okay. And that's honestly one of the most beautiful things about life and the age that we're in right now. We have access to so much information. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes it's paralyzing. Sometimes it's shocking. But the great thing is that it's there. And the more we expose ourselves to it, the more we can sift through what is bullshit, what doesn't belong to us, and what truly sits with us and helps us figure ourselves out more. So with that, the very first thing that I came upon when I was researching was this documentary called Orgasm Inc. And it came out in two. 2009. And let me freaking tell you, let me tell you, this individual went to bat for us. This was in 2009. The majority of us didn't have the comprehension to know that society was purposely trying to fuck us over. So this individual, Leonore Tiefer, she is a hero of mine. After watching this documentary, I'm not too familiar with her life outside of this project, so I don't know if she has other things that are, you know, attached to her that may be controversial or whatever, but through watching this documentary, she went to bat for women's health. She fought Big Pharma so hard, investigating what they were doing, looking at all the ingredients, all of the studies, and really digging so deep and holding them so accountable that they were not able to pass drugs that were first going to pump us full of testosterone and then give us estrogen just in the name of trying to fix dysfunctions. Dysfunctions. Creating dysfunctions, telling us we're dysfunctioned. 
Okay, so let me get into it. Let me backtrack a little bit. In my opinion, once I started doing this research, I started to realize everything we've ever known about sex, about how males enjoy sex, about how females enjoy sex, all of it needs to fucking go. All of it has been taught to us with some type of agenda that is off. And that's why all of us are feeling so strange, so out of place. The people who are doing the work to connect with themselves are gaining higher consciousness. But if you're not doing that, you're kind of stuck in this limbo area of what the fuck is going on in life? Why am I feeling so much like shit? In my opinion, think about it. So young boys are always told boys will be boys, boys will be boys, whatever. Young boys are basically force-fed sexual perspectives and told that they're, they should enjoy it. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode. Females are basically told to be afraid of sex, be shy of sex, be cautious of sex. All of these bad things could happen to you. You could be disrespected, you'll be dishonored, you could be disowned, so many things. Don't get pregnant too young, that looks so bad, blah, blah, blah. (sighs) I want to flip all this on its head. If you've studied semen retention, then you realize that men are not meant to be these overly sexually driven beings. Men are supposed to be taught how to control their sexual feelings, and then through this, it also... I see it as like a form of self-mastery. You're not just going and indulging, but you're finding a way to hold space. Just like in the tantric practices, the masculine energy is supposed to be there to hold a space. So theoretically, no, when that fucking, what, the flapping was happening, young boys are told, go masturbate. You're supposed to be masturbating so often. No, what's happening is they are depleting all of their sexual energy as young, young men. So that's destroying their whole perspective on sexual energy and everything. Same with females. We're told to be afraid of it when in reality, women should be embracing their sexual energy because that's how we become more creative, more sure of our passions, more clear-headed in what it is that we want to do. If you guys want to go watch that documentary, it was amazing. It's called Orgasm Inc. It just dives a little bit deeper in how we should be a little bit more careful in who is funding what and why. The main thing that I got out of it was they they kept using the terminology dysfunction. And Leonor really, really fought to make sure that that terminology gets taken out because you are not dysfunctioned. And the whole reason that this terminology was, was able to come about was because it was a funded survey with yes and no questions that were very specific, no gray areas. And from that, it basically alluded to 43% of women are not having orgasms in the way that they should be. But the questions were vague. So it made the percentage look a lot higher. It was a targeted survey to appear that way so that the pharmaceutical company could start creating pharmaceuticals that you would think would help you. You're not going to buy any of your orgasms. I promise you that. Orgasms are going to come from you feeling love within yourself, your breathing, your controlled movement, your connection to your body, your language that you speak to your body, the pleasure that you understand where it is in your body. But you have to find those things. There's not going to be a pill to find that for you. I promise you that. And you are not dysfunctioned for not knowing what makes you pleased right now. Okay. In my opinion, Most of the time when women are struggling with achieving an orgasm, the reason is, is because you're having a mental battle that you're not able to get over. So you're stuck in your head. Um, Some women do feel pain during sex and they're afraid to talk about it. And that's something that needs to be talked about. And they're not able to fully let go and release. And that just goes back to being in your mental state of mind. But I think that if you reword things for yourself and stop telling yourself on a daily basis, I can't do this. 
or even when you're in the middle of an intimate moment, I know it's very easy to have things pop into your head and and kind of overspeak for you whether you want it or not. Um, for me, for I had I had a bit of a rough life situation, and then once I got out of it, um, I want to say it was probably almost a year afterwards. I was afraid to get into intimate moments because every time I did, I would be so in my head, and this is going to sound crazy and a little bit embarrassing, but I would constantly get this thought of you need to stop or your mom's going to die. And it's like, I know that comes from nowhere. I know there's no weight behind that. But for some reason, that thought kept jumping into my head and I was not able to ever truly be involved in intimate moments throughout that year until I figured out where that was coming from. What was I pushing down to make something come up that I didn't want to come up that doesn't need to be coming up in my head? But it was because I denied something else. So it created something new for me to have to work on. You see? So it's like stagnant energy in our body. It's going to find a way to come out. So please figure out what you need to figure out for yourself. I, I, I didn't, when I, when I started this documentary, I didn't realize it was all about the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry. I thought that it would be a little bit, you know, diving into different types of orgasms, a little bit more fun. But nope, this was all about big pharma. And it led me to the thought, why are meds being pushed so freaking hard? And why is energy and energy work being muted or treated like it's like cuckoo talk? When energy work is literally everything that we are, it's the whole, it is, it is what fills our vessel completely. So after I, um, ironically enough, after I had watched this movie, my grandpa called me and him and I always get in a little bit of political discussions, which I really appreciate because he is so wise. Sometimes I'm just like, wait, can you say that again two more times slowly? (laughs) So he had told me that he learned very young that when there's someone calling to have a survey done, if you're participating in a survey, your number one question always needs to be, who is funding this? And then look up who that person is because that will tell you what those survey results are going to push. And it's a sad thing that we're not taught to look this up or we're not taught to actually understand the concept of this, but it gives you all the answers. Everything, you follow the money and you're going to know exactly what's going on. Everything's run by money in the way that we live right now. So obviously the survey that made women feel as if they were dysfunctioned or not performing properly So it was 43% of them thinking this. That survey is obviously funded by Big Pharma. You can do the research. You can go watch the documentary. The survey's funded. Even the gentleman who created the survey said himself that the majority of those women were perfectly normal. The ones who were suffering from issues of not being able to be fully into the intimate moment, all of those issues could be solved because it was family issues or personal challenges that they were going through. But those questions weren't the ones on the survey, so that didn't have anything to do with with what their total was. Kind of makes you think, doesn't it? So I just really, really want to empower everyone to do their own personal digging before jumping to a magic pill to fix everything for you because you're not dysfunctioned. I promise you that you were made a specific way for a specific reason. You may not always know what that reason is right away and that's okay. It's okay. I promise you when you are expressing gratitude and when you are doing the work to wholeheartedly find the love within yourself and find a way to emit love from yourself, the universe will have your back. The universe will find you the answers that you need. You just have to trust the process, okay? 
Before we dive into all of the different types of orgasms, which I found a lot of really intriguing ones, um, I want to talk a little bit about mentality first. How often are you losing your orgasm to overthinking? You really need to put yourself in the moment and ask yourself, am I in my head or am I in the movement, in the moment? Am I present with what's actually happening to me and my body? I think that if you're having a hard time achieving that concentration with another individual, are you able to achieve that type of concentration with just yourself? If you can't achieve it with just yourself, have that be a goal because you're going to have issues that are going to be bleeding into your partnerships if you're not figuring out what parts of your body you love for yourself. Pleasure is different for everyone. There will never be two people who experience pleasure in the exact same way. I can describe to you my pleasure, but the way you perceive it and how your brain correlates it to what pleasure means to you is going to be completely different. That's a language between literally just you and your own body. And if you have a partner who's in tune with you enough, then they can learn that language as well. But until that happens, it needs to be you and your body. It needs to be you fully understanding that language at its core. Study yourself. You deserve it. No one is going to study you the way that you should be studying you. And if you're looking for someone to study you harder than you study you, you're off. That's not the point, and that's a lot to be putting on someone else, and um, that's going to be depleting your energy and their energy as well. So be very cautious of that. You really need to find a spot where you can allow yourself to feel love and feel love for yourself. We talked about this a little bit in the previous episodes. Do your practices sitting in front of the mirror, stare into your eyes. Don't look anywhere else. Stare, pick one eye, stare straight into that eye. If you're focusing other places, you're going to start letting your brain talk for you again. Don't do that. Keep, you know, inhale out your in your nose, exhale out your mouth. Keep that contact with yourself. You need to find love within your soul for yourself. Otherwise, all of these podcasts that I do, all of these episodes are going to be pointless. Are you tapped into your sensuality? Are you tapped into taking deep breaths and feeling your body move and feeling energy moving through? Can you find those moments not even in sexual intimate moments, but even just when you're getting dressed for the day. Can you slow it down just a little bit and like love your body for a moment? Put your pants on a little bit slower. Feel your curves as you're getting dressed. Glance at your butt while you're passing in the, in the mirror, you know? All these small acts are you showing appreciation to your body and your body will show that appreciation back to you, but you have to give it to it first. It's also very important for you to hold on to the mentality that you do not need to climax every single time. Women experience many different types of orgasms. It can be anywhere from a very soft, subtle one to one that is like whole body, uncontrollable, like chakra aligning type of orgasm. Okay, so it's all over the board and no one is going to be able to experience all of them and that's okay. And that's something you have to be okay with. Let go of the thought that you need to climax every time. That is not the point. And when your goal is to climax every time, you are missing everything along the journey. You are missing all of the sensuality, all of the presence, all of the intimacy, everything that could be filling your cups, you're not getting 
because your goal and your only uh, visual is to climax. And a lot of time, having that be your goal is going to be what prevents you from achieving it. So be really careful of that. You want to be tapped in to your breathing. That's what you want to really focus on, your breathing and your movement and let everything else come together how it's supposed to naturally. The more you focus on your breath, the more it takes the pressure off your body to be focusing on everything else and you can just do what you need to do naturally. It's so important that we just take the time to rewrite everything we have been taught about sex. There's this taboo that women take too long to climax and there's just too much work to put in and you have some men who absolutely love doing that and you have some men who are only about themselves kind of like. So we really just need to rewrite everything that we think about sex. You need to find what your body tells you is pleasurable. I'm so tired of everyone thinking that because they don't experience pleasure in a certain way that it's wrong. Notice the moments when something pulls you out. So if you're in the middle of a present intimate moment and something grabs you out of it, take a note of what that is. Take awareness of what it is and then jump right back in. You can deal with fixing that later, but just keep reprogramming your mind to just let that go and jump right back into focusing on your breathing. Regardless of whether you're alone or if you're with a partner, I think it's really important to kind of find three different types of rhythmic patterns that you can fall into. Ones that are very natural for you to stick with, ones that you don't have to keep changing, um, but you can have kind of like three that you like, three that you know your partner likes, and keep rotating through those. The goal is not to be slamming your partner. The goal is to be, you know, tapping into that sensualness. That's where you're going to find answers. That's where you're going to find clarity. That's where you're going to find alignment. That's where you're going to find sexual energy. That's where you're going to find everything that's going to empower you rather than deplete you. If you are with a partner who has a little bit of a harder time achieving climax, the best thing you can do for them is make them come before you even get started. Women can have multiple orgasms. And so if you get that first one out of the way, you're allowing the entire body to relax. And now that pressure is off and she's not going to be frustrated and you're not going to be frustrated. Get her there first or get her almost there um, because that's going to still kind of have the same reaction. It's still going to help her body relax. It's still going to take the pressure off. But that's something you need to be aware of with your partner. If they're having a hard time, don't put more pressure on them. It's not going to help at all. In fact, it's going to make it worse. And they're going to have an inner turmoil that they're not going to discuss with you because they're going to be embarrassed. And you don't want to do that to your partner. No one wants to do that to their partner. If you are uncomfortable and very shy about your intimate parts and having someone else, like I know a lot of people will not partake in oral sex or things like that just because they are uncomfortable with how things look. Don't do this. Seriously, get online and look up photos of all the different types of beautiful body parts. Every single one is different. You're not going to find all of them attractive and that's okay. You'll see some where you're like, holy shit, mine will never be that gorgeous. Doesn't matter. We are designed the way we are designed for a reason. It's honestly really fascinating. And I do hope you guys go and watch that documentary because she talks a little bit also about how um, our body parts come to be formed. And it's just crazy how we immediately jump to this divide when really we're not so different when you break things down and don't think of it as just a how it looks kind of scale, but more of how it operates kind of scale. So yeah, go look at some pictures so that way you can familiarize yourself with how different everyone else looks. No one looks the same. 
and people who go and get surgeries to try and help themselves feel better about how they're looking. I'm not going to discourage anyone from doing that, but I do just want you to take a moment and think about why you so strongly want to change. Um, And I'm not talking about changing gender. I'm not talking about uh, like anything like that because that is a completely different topic and that goes to how a person's feeling and all of those cases are very different and that I understand. What I'm talking about is just cosmetically changing something that you have. So women who have longer lips and things like that, wanting to reduce those. Be honest with yourself. What's happening is you're making yourself look like a little girl and that's the reality of it and that's the agenda that's being pushed. So do you want to play along with that or do you want to embrace the beautiful woman that you were born, the beautiful parts that you were born with, the beautiful man you are, you know, the beautiful pieces you were given? Don't mutilate your body, don't mutilate your energies just because you want to look a certain way. It's not about cosmetics. It's really not. I think it's so important to grab a mirror and look at your parts until you are familiar with loving yourself. There is love in everything. Like, you can find it if you're looking for it. When I was younger, I used to be embarrassed because I thought that I looked abnormal. I don't look abnormal down there at all. I'm completely normal. But for the longest time, I thought that I was abnormal. So to fix this, And because I'm a curious being, I would constantly grab a mirror and look because I'm just like, what the fuck is this thing? I do think that by doing that, I made myself more comfortable. By doing that so young, I found the things that I did love about it and I found peace with myself. And there's probably some men who like the way I look is not attractive to them. They'd rather have another type of whatever. But to be honest, think about it. If in the wild, birds have their mating calls like you have your ph levels that smell a specific way for a reason our bodies are designed this way to attract the person who is right for us so the more we're changing things that are the core of who we are the more we're manipulating who are who are not other half but like the the energies that are meant to be around you the energies that find you attractive the energies that are naturally just obsessed with you or or your vibe or something like that you know how sometimes people are like I don't know what it is I just love all of this or whatever that's because there's a chemistry in your energies that you don't quite understand and when you don't respect yourself you don't let those energies respect each other so get a freaking mirror and get familiar find what you love find where there's pleasure for you Oh, another fun little thing I want to share with you guys. So you can hop on YouTube if you type in 73.6HZ. So this is Hertz. This is going to play a beta wave for you. You can pick any of them. There's short ones. There's long ones. These are really a lot of fun. You can use them for meditation. You can use them for all kinds of things. Some of them are for healing. Some of them are for, um, you know, DNA repair, sleep, all kinds of stuff. But this one specifically is the wavelength of feeling pleasure and with practice you can achieve an energy type of orgasm through just listening to these type of binaural beats. The best way to do it would be to put headphones and a blindfold on and just have really controlled breathing. It might be kind of nice to put this on in the background as well if you're, you know, wanting to have a fun night with your partner or if you guys want to experience a little bit of tantric practices. Let's actually talk about that a little bit because 
I'm, I'm so bad at pronouncing things. Tantric. Tantric sex is seriously fucking couple goals. If you can achieve this with a partner, you are so connected. You guys are feeding into each other so well. Like that type of love is so deep and so exciting. I think anyone can achieve it. I think that it's just a matter of two people being very present, um, two people devoting the time that they're spending together to noticing sensations in each other in order for you to fully experience it. Your heart needs to be very, very open to this person and that's a vulnerable place to be. You need to be in a space where the masculine can hold the energy of letting the feminine feel like it is safe to almost have an astral experience Um, because the more you practice this, the more you are getting towards a type of orgasm that is out of body and that's the whole point of practicing in this way you remove yourself from your physical form because all orgasms are mental right it's all in it's all brain activity that is then connected to the areas that are stimulated so when your heart is open opened up to another individual what you're doing is you're allowing space for you to be fully open to experiencing that while someone else is holding space for you to be protected. Someone is holding space for you to be able to experience pleasure in your body, for you to find where those spots are because you're moving slowly. You're finding a rhythm and then once you're locked into the rhythm, then you're able to explore what feels good within that. And that's why it's so important to pick maybe like three different rhythms to go through. Once you have those known like the back of your hand, you're not focusing on the rhythm anymore, then you're focusing on being present. You're focusing on what your partner likes, what feels good for you. It gives you the opportunity to just tune into everything that that feels right with your body. It might be a good idea for you to hop on YouTube and actually type in looking this up. If I didn't suggest it in a video before, definitely do it now. Then you'll just have a visual of, of what it looks like. And it's not always very over-sexualized. You know, you can definitely experience it in a way that's more of like a yoga practice. You're fully clothed, but you're, you're still experiencing this whole body orgasm. And it's... People will describe it where you literally feel like all of your chakras are aligning. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically just energy going out the top of your head and through the bottom of your feet. And so your whole body is just experiencing an explosion of energy. And that's why you really need to learn to decipher that not all sexual experiences need to be overly sexualized. And that's why some people can't achieve orgasm because they're like, what does everything look like? They're just so caught up in the concept of all of that. They're missing the point of actually being there. And when you're able to be in this space experiencing this type of love, this type of um, self-care, it it really shows your body that you're there for it. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like a nice reset for yourself, like a nice realignment. You're showing appreciation for your body and therefore your body is giving you the energy back that you need to do the rest of the things that you need to do in life, you know? Um, for men, because your goal, and also, let me backtrack a little bit. So men, you can experience multiple orgasms. Yes, there is a little bit of time in between, um, but it is possible. And sometimes the first one, and if you're doing it right, the first one, actually you don't ejaculate. You just come, but nothing actually comes out. <laughs> uh, 
And um, usually this is the case if you're experiencing something like this, where you're you're heading into the experience in a very slow, connected manner, not coming being your goal. Men, if you want to have, if you want to experience a whole body orgasm, because you can experience this as well, put off sex for three weeks. Don't have sexual experiences that are going to get you to climax, okay? That doesn't mean that you can't be, you know, whatever with yourself. You can still do things that are pleasurable to you, but don't get yourself to come. So the best way to get the most out of this, first, you're going to want to transmute sex for three weeks. This is going to be the most beneficial for men because what you're doing is practicing semen retention where you're not allowing yourself to come. I don't know if it's suggested for you to not do um, things sexually that are pleasurable, but it depends on how much control you have, you know, so be your best judge for that for yourself. <laughs> um, but if you want to experience this the most, put off transmute anything that is sexual into something that's productive, something that's creative. You can do yoga. You can do all kinds of things. Number two, you want to connect with yourself. You want to make sure that your breathing is in your nose and out your mouth. Um, when you're exhaling, you want to have it be very long and very drawn out. Um, and all of this movement wants to be super, super slow, like you're moving through honey. By breathing this way, what you're going to do is create that connection with your body. You're getting in tune with your body. You're starting to listen to how your body wants to move, what your body wants to feel. And then three, you want to start moving into that rhythm that you want. Usually it's best for women to take lead on this because we have a little bit more of the hip swivel action where men like to do a lot of thrusting. When you're doing all of the thrusting, what's happening is you are causing, um, it's like traumatizing the energy in your body, if that makes sense, because it's just a constant pounding. There's not really a rhythm to it. There's not a flow to it. The connection is hit and go. And yeah, sometimes that's fun, but like if you're wanting to have an experience that's a bit more elevated, then, then stay away from that. You can definitely be stern. Stern is a good thing, but you don't necessarily want speed. You're moving through honey. You're flowing. You want it to be in patterns. You can have your three different patterns so that way it doesn't get boring, but make sure it's something you can flow with, something you want to move with. You want everything to be super connected and you want to make sure you're feeling all of that connection. It kind of helps if you visualize um, energy moving through you. So you're kind of like, like with the swiveling and the way you're moving, you're kind of like collecting energy and letting it flow around and letting it build up and finding ways for it to move through your body. And then just remember that peaking is not the goal. What you're wanting to do is really just sit in what all of it feels like. Your breathing is all the difference in this. If you're not breathing and you're not making sure that your breath is controlled, you're not going to be able to fully get there. You're going to still have to be practicing. Um, and your natural sounds are going to come out when you're breathing in your nose and out your mouth and you're making sure it's very long and drawn, drawn out on the exhale. Natural sounds are going to come out. So you're not doing this performance for your partner. Um, you're just able to sit in what's right for you so that way you can figure out where your pleasures are. And this is how you're going to find love for yourself, you know? Like you're finding a rhythm. You're finding things your body likes. You're experiencing things you haven't experienced before. Your mind's letting go because your mind is focused on your breathing. 
Therefore, your body's kind of doing all of the talking and all of that energy is just moving through you. And this is really going to build the connection that you and your partner have because both of you are sitting in this safe space you've created together. And it really kind of like allows your, your spirit to kind of, you know, be noticed. Now, you don't always have to do this with a partner. If you want to experience this, you do not have to have a partner. I honestly recommend doing it on your own first. I think that that is vital. I think that when you depend on another partner, um, you almost trick your mind into thinking that you can't achieve that unless they're there. And that's just not the case. The key components to energy orgasms are always going to be deep controlled breath, the release and letting go in your mind, your body, and your spirit. Spirit's the goal. You're not always going to get there. It's going to start with body, then it, or actually, sorry, it's going to start with mind, then your body will be able to release. And then the more you practice, then you will understand spiritual. It's, it's a very conscious and erotic type of sexuality. You know, when you're doing this by yourself, it's very slow. It's very tender. It's, uh, you know, it's very nurturing. The other interesting way that you can achieve this type of orgasm is a lot of time if you're trying to get another partner off, even though you're not touching yourself at all, you'll notice that you made yourself come just by trying to make them come. That's also considered an energy orgasm. So it just goes to show you how truly powerful energy and your mind can be when you're tuned in and tapped into what feels good for someone else and trying to achieve something for someone else, you know, when you take your eyes off yourself, which is so exciting. So that leads me into emotional orgasms. Now, this one is not going to be anything over-sexualized at all. This one still consists of breathing, movement, you know, the sounds that are coming out of your mouth while you're breathing. Don't overdo it. Have it all be very natural. And muscular contractions. So this is a good one if, say you're having a really fucking terrible day and you just need to like rage, you want to cry, whatever, put some music on, get moving and focus on your breath, focus on the sounds and kind of tighten your core and let go with your breath. Um, You can do yoga too, that also works. The deeper you get into your breathing, the more you're letting your body kind of take over with emotions. Don't resist it. Don't fight it. Keep tapping into that feeling. Keep tapping into what your body is telling you to experience in your emotions. If you find that you're continuously resisting, ask yourself, is this also what you're doing in the bedroom and why you can't you know, get to an orgasm because these two could be correlated. You might need an emotional orgasm before you can achieve an actual orgasm in the bedroom. And that's a communicate that or that's a conversation that you and your body need to have. And that's why it's so important to move and to fucking listen. Everything in your brain that gets triggered when you're having an orgasm, they've done studies on this. It it doesn't always have to be physical all of your orgasms happen in your mind. And that is so, so powerful. The next type of orgasm is going to be called a zone orgasm. This is the same as emotional orgasms where you're not physically touching or doing any genitalia stimulation. Uh, Zone orgasming is when you feel sensation from a from a body part that is not a sexualized body part. So like back of the knees, Um, your arms, it's kind of like being caressed is what's putting you over the top. In order to achieve this, you do have to be in a very tantric meditative type of attitude. 
because it is that slower movement. You're really feeling the energy as opposed to feeling how someone is touching you, if that makes sense. And you're also putting all of your mental focus on having that whole body orgasm. And then what you're doing is creating that through your breath. So yeah, all of this comes back to your breathing, every single one. Um, nipples are another great one. Some people can orgasm just from having their nipples played with. So fill it out for your partner, fill it out for yourself. No one is ever going to feel the same pleasure from everything. So really tap into what is right for you. Some people don't like their nipples being touched at all. So don't, don't, don't go just running at them. Remember, everything is slow. Everything is like little bit of curiosity you know what I mean you don't want to just go diving in you want to be very gentle very playful very curious okay and then the last one that I want to get into that doesn't have to do with actually touching your clit or anything like that is a corgasm and let me tell you these cyclist women I am on to you <laughs> Exercise can completely get you there. And the amount of women who have orgasms just from exercising is amazingly beautiful. And you know why? Is it's because it's controlled breath and it's you having that those muscle contractions, you know, you're mimicking all of it that happens when you're having an actual orgasm. It's more concentrated because your focus is instead on your exercise and not on wanting to achieve an orgasm and so what happens is your body just does it for you because you are so relaxed that it's like fuck yeah we got this we are good this is fun you know what's crazy is I was actually reading a couple stories of women who had who had gotten an orgasm just out of almost having an anxiety or a panic attack because of the way they were trying to control their breath and everything and then the body just needing to release and so instead they got an orgasm <laughs> So, you know, we can do amazing things with our breath. Okay, so that's the last one on um, things where you're not being touched. Well, actually, it's not because there's also dream orgasms, but we'll get that later. Um, so cervical orgasms is another one that you might not have known about. This one is a very, very deep type of penetration. Um, the best time to do it is when, well, actually, there's not a best time to do it because it's all about what feels good for you. Sometimes if you receive cervical orgasms, which for all, it, it doesn't feel good for all women. Some women love it. Some women do not like it at all. It just feels painful. So see where you're at on that. Because it's such a deep type of penetration, if you're on your period, you, you're you probably going to make yourself more prone to bruising because it sits lower and it's a bit more firm. Uh, during your peak ovulation, is when it's the softest and it's a little bit more lifted. Um, so you're less likely to receive bruising then. And also your cervix enlarges while you're aroused. So, you know, it's like a, it's like a flower blooming. Like <laughs> all, of, all of female parts really are like truly like flowers and they need to be treated like such. Some women actually... It's important to at least locate where your cervix is and see if you do like it. Some women, if you if you want to experience an internal orgasm, this is going to be one of the best ways to do it. But like I said, for some women, it doesn't always feel good. So find out where you're at. Um, it's important to know where your cervix is so that way you can figure out where your A spot is, which is another way that you can orgasm. And also, if you have a hard time being lubricated, your A spot is going to be the best location for getting that extra type of lubrication that you need. Um, and in order to find that, what you're going to do, well, let's hop forward one more. So let's talk about 
your G-spot because all of these are basically the gateways into the vagina. So your G-spot is located about two inches Um, If you take your fingers and make sure they're facing up towards your belly button and you want it to be in kind of like a little bit of a curled motion, about two inches up is where you're going to find your G-spot. And that's going to be a little bit of like a squishy ball little thing up there. Um, This is where you're going to make it easy to have squirting be happening. And if you're doing the come here curls, that's your G-spot. A lot of women will get internal orgasms from this one as well. If you want to go a little bit deeper, your A-spot is about four to six inches in. And this is where most of your lubrication comes from. So this one you're going to want to do not so much of the curl, but you want to be really deep. It's going to be hard to do if you don't have long fingers. So feel free to um, explore with some of those fleshy big dildos that have just a slight curve at the end. You don't want anything that's going to be pointed because if you poke your cervix with that, it's going to be more painful than enjoyable. You want it to be something that's a little bit more of the silicone squishy texture. Um, So getting up to your A spot, like I said, it's four to six inches in. When you're aroused, it's going to be up a little bit deeper. This is also called the female prostate and you'll be able to get like a really nice big deep internal orgasm from up here Um, but the best way to get a little bit of extra lubrication if you just get up there and press like up towards your belly button and slowly slide down you'll almost immediately feel things start to get juicy um okay and then so way back probably who knows how much even further is where your cervix is going to be and that's basically the end of the tunnel for um for your canal. Yeah, it took me a bit to try and figure out all of this (laughs) diagram, but it's crazy the different experiences that you can have. We're so silly to think that just clitoral orgasms are all that we can achieve. And then some women aren't always stimulated that way. And then it's upsetting to them because they think something's wrong. Nothing's wrong. You just haven't fully explored yourself yet. You know, all of the nerves that are attached in your uh, like vaginal canal all of the network of nerves is connected to your clitoris. So that is why everything feels so good in so many different places. Your clitoris is basically like your um, epicenter of nerves, you know? Um, So that leads me into anal. That's why anal feels so good for some people because a lot of those nerves reach a lot further back. So find what you like. Nothing As long as you're not hurting yourself, nothing is wrong with experimenting with your body on what feels good. The last type of orgasm that I want to talk about is um, psychic or dream orgasms. This one is a little bit harder to find research on because it is such a like, I don't know how to describe it. Some people would say it's just energy. It's all honestly, you know, sometimes people would say that it's just mental because you really can stimulate an orgasm just using your own mind. But some people have experienced moments where there's people who have been connected to them who are either still close to them or or maybe a part of their past. And it's almost like a attack of sorts. These experiences come on unwanted. Um, sometimes they're pleasurable. Sometimes they're not. And it's not really something that you can describe unless you've experienced it yourself, which is the most interesting part about it. 
some of the things that I tried to research on it, a lot of the pages were taken down, which I found interesting. But I thought it was also really important to cover because it's something that I've very strongly experienced. I know exactly what it feels like to have someone almost mentally sexually attack you and they're not even in your presence and it's hard to say whether it's a past trauma that causes it or if they are manipulating energy in some sort of way that is affecting you and that's why it's so important to find your strength in mastering how you receive energy because then you're able to protect yourself from things like this happening. And I know it sounds weird, but if you understand it, you understand it. If you don't, you don't, and that's totally okay. But I still felt like it was very important to cover. Um, the other thing to remember, if you are experiencing something like this, what are you doing when it's happening? And um, you can also just cleanse your energy and, you know, remember you are love and light and... If you don't consent to something, you don't consent to something. Um, the other fun part about it, even though I made that sound a little bit scary, it's not always scary. The other fun part about it, sometimes it is exciting and playful. Sometimes you do wonder if you're overthinking and excited, you know, about a new possible t type of sexual experience. Um, also, other times there's people who understand magic in a way that you don't and they're able to tap into your energy field. So a lot of people will wake up out of dreams feeling fully in the midst of an orgasm or like they just had an orgasm um, and they're just dumbfounded on where it came from. It's up to you to decide if you have people in your life who you think are powerful enough or if there's someone who admires you enough or if you are just creating something in your own mind just out of playfulness, out of your own joy for yourself, you know, something for you to talk to yourself about. <laughs> so now that I've talked about the many different types of orgasms, I want to talk about edging because edging is so much fun. Edging is something that I think all men should do for themselves. And I also think that women, once you've achieved being able to make yourself come in many different ways, or if you just, you know, want to spice up a certain way for yourself, edging is going to intensify those orgasms for you. When you're removing having climax be your goal, what you're doing is you're building and you're building and you're building energy. And um, that's essentially edging. So in my opinion... Yet again, there are two ways to do this. There is one way that is pleasurable, and then there's one way which is actually not edging, but you've taken it too far, and now what you're doing is doing orgasm denial. And in my opinion, that is conditioning. I understand that people are into BDSM and a lot of having keepers and being told when you can come. Um, there is something very sexy about someone holding that power for you, but if you teach yourself edging through orgasm denial, you are creating a conditioning for yourself. And if you are doing this first with a partner, you are risking them holding that mentally for you until you're able to get strong enough to break free from it. And that's a very, very vulnerable and scary place to be. There are women who don't come for years and don't ever understand that that's because that's what they had done to themselves. They don't track it back to that being the cause of it. And that's a scary thing. 
I think that you need to know how to do edging on your own with just yourself. That way no one ever truly has that full power over you. And there's something even sexier about that because they may think that they have control over you, but you actually know you have even more control over you. And that is so much power within yourself. So please, please, please make sure you understand how to do this on your own. The type of mentality that you want to have for, for, and here's how you're going to know the difference. So edging is going to be very slow to start, very honey-like, very fluid, very flow. You're playing with energy. Orgasm denial is going to be very aggressive to start. Basically, what's happening is you are being so overly stimulated that your nerves are put into a state of just like, what the fuck is happening? And it's almost like aggravation. Um, and then you deny it when it's about, when you're about to come. And then you do overstimulation again. Deny yourself. You're taking it away right as the come is about to happen. The difference with edging is you're taking it away before the come is going to happen. You're recognizing your point of no return as it's happening where orgasm denial is, it's happening and it was ruined. When you do that, you recondition the body to think that an orgasm is bad and what happens is when you do want it, when you are allowed to have it, your body denies it naturally for you because it assumes that that's what you're going to do anyway. So out of aggravation, out of frustration, it does that on its own. And then you'll have to recondition yourself out of that. And it's such a frustrating process. I say it because I've been there. I know what it feels like and it fucking sucks. Don't do it to yourself. Your partner may not know that they're doing this to you. It doesn't necessarily need to be an overly dominating thing that's happening. Sometimes it's very subconscious and not quite as aggressive, but it's still happening. And that's why it's important for you to recognize how your body is responding to it. So that way you can protect yourself from it. Okay, so let's get back to the good side of it. Edging can be very, very pleasurable pleasurable but the goal is to take it off before you hit that point of no return um, you're not denying yourself you're just alleviating and when you feel like you're about to come you want to do a drastic change in what you're doing um, so this is why it works out best for men to do this because you can change position during this time you can readjust or whatever and some men are really good at doing this but if you continue to do it and make sure that your partner comes first sometimes what happens in men is you're going to end up having Depending on your speed, if you're over dominating and putting too much force and speed in it, you'll ejaculate and actually come. And then, you know, you didn't edge yourself. But men can have it where they think they came, but no come actually came out. And I'm sure you're listening to this and know what I'm talking about. You've had it happen at least once and you're like, well, what the fuck just happened? That's what happened. You took on a good speed, a good rhythm for yourself to where you had edged yourself to a point where your body understood the point of no return, you stopped and you you kept yourself from coming. And so you were able to keep going. And that's a multiple orgasm for a man. It's hard to achieve, but it's a, it's a very high note on your self-mastery. And it's fucking awesome if you can get there. For women, you can do this as often 
as you want. You're not going to deplete yourself. You're just going to keep learning how to intensify your orgasms. For males, it intensifies your orgasms as well. The goal here is for a sustained pleasure. You're not trying to achieve your climax. You're just trying to sustain all of everything that feels really pleasurable for you. And doing this just really allows you to further tune into yourself, tune into what your body likes, and really intensify um, your orgasms, which is a fucking awesome thing. Now, for guys, I don't want to leave you out on this because there's not only one way for you to come either, and I'm sure you know that because you have heard that you have your prostate. I'm sure you have played around a little bit and understand that. Some guys don't like it at all. That's totally okay. Some guys totally fucking love it, but they're not gay at all. That's totally okay. Some guys only prefer that, and that is fucking awesome too. Blended orgasms are going to be where you are basically sent over the top because of an action. So say you like to be spanked and that sends you over the top or playing with your ears, you know, weird little things like that. That's called a blended orgasm. Um, Wet dreams are possible for men even when you're outside of being a teenager. I would consider those sleeping orgasms, which could be either psychic attacks, could be just you being in a very good mental space while you're dreaming, Who knows? (laughs) You know, that's a world to be explored at another time. I don't know if we're fully allowed to tap into that yet because there's no studies on it. (laughs) I just explained multiple orgasms for men. Practicing semen retention is going to allow you to achieve this. And then also, when you're practicing edging for yourself or or trying to achieve this multiple orgasm, what's going to happen is you're going to achieve what's called a pelvic orgasm. And that's almost the equivalent to like a whole body orgasm that you would call for like a female. It's because you built up so much energy that, you know, you intensified things so much. There's so much energy moving through you. So, you know, it doesn't always just need to be the bangs for the guys. (laughs) I feel like sometimes men forget that like, even though like masturbating doesn't always need to be so aggressive, you can like be more sensual with yourself for a longer period of time and just don't focus on on the actual coming. Just focus on finding what you actually find pleasurable about yourself, you know, and and what feels good when you caress where and things like that. I've definitely had partners before where like they sit there and watch TV and they're just like caressing their leg or something, you know, and it's just something that you naturally do. And it's not necessarily overly sexual or anything like that, but it taps you into loving yourself. I also want to throw this last little bit in here because I feel like it's very important for everyone to kind of know that orgasms don't come easy for everyone. Yes, sometimes it is a mental space, but also sometimes your body does physically have a condition in which sex and orgasms are not appealing to you. They're almost terrifying to you. There are women who experience sharp pains after they orgasm. It's come on out of nowhere. They've had it for years. They're afraid to talk to someone. They don't know what it is. Please don't ignore going to your gynecologist, finding a general physician or some someone in the profession, a holistic doctor, whatever you need, who can really tap into what it means to study you, your body, your sexual pleasures, and what is happening to you. Even if it goes so far as to needing to, needing to do some Reiki work, some um, energy healing, I have seen profound things done because you didn't realize there was an energy tie to a past life or you had a family member in a different dynamic 
curse you for doing such and such to them. You don't know. You know what I mean? And even though it sounds a little crazy, if you're experiencing something within your body that is making you not be able to enjoy your body, you deserve to find out what it is. And the answer is not always a pill. Sometimes the answer is laying down and letting someone do some energy work on you. As crazy as it sounds, be open to it. Acupuncture, you know, there's there's so many different types of holistic ways that you can look into the field around you. Other people might be able to see something that you can't see. So don't be closed off to it. A lot of women who experience these types of conditions. So there's one called persistent genitalia arousal. And that basically means you are always turned on. The blood flow is always down there. You always feel this frustrating need to to come to just alleviate some of the pain, but it doesn't really alleviate it for long. It's a terrifying condition to have. It, and all I'm saying is if it was something that I had, I would tie it to something that I wouldn't be able to explain. And I would seek someone who understands energies I don't understand to to find it out because you owe that to yourself. A lot of these women, the common denominator was that they were on antidepressants. They were on medications. Doctors would tell them, well, maybe it's a drop in your estrogen. Um, maybe it's menopause related. But when you go dig deeper into some of the chat rooms of women who are experiencing this stuff and they tell you the details of their life, it's not always the case. You know, the things that they're being told are not always what they're actually experiencing. Another one to watch out for is polycystic ovary syndrome. This one is where your body is resisting insulin and it could be a sign of prediabetes. And so that's why it's also really important to make sure you go see a professional when you're experiencing something like this, okay? There's really no reason for you to be um, stuck in a body that is is hurting you. If it's hurting you, it's for a reason. It's tr- It's desperately trying to tell you something. And there's always answers if you're willing to look high and low, you know? Um, So yeah, so I hope that helps. I hope that you guys are able to spend this holiday um, finding love within yourself like always. It's there. I know times are hard right now and, you know, it's hard to find love within yourself when the whole world is kind of falling apart and going to shit. But one important thing to remember is that you always have you and you will always have you. So as fucking stupid as it sounds, find where that love is so that way you can enjoy being with you. A lot of people are spending this holiday alone and a lot of people are spending this holiday with a lot of people. So whatever you choose to do, I hope that you find love within it. I hope that you take your take the time to give yourself the time that you deserve to put the love back into you. A lot of us are operating very drained and there's no need for it. Go do some yoga. Go go do something. Go do something that brings you joy. And I promise you, when you do that, the universe will give you a little blessing in return to say thank you for acknowledging that you needed that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it for me. Um, we will probably be dropping a bonus episode. We're going to head over to mom's in a little bit. 
and have some holiday chaos festivities. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It'll probably be a very loud, loud episode, but it will be fun. We'll have the whole gang there. <laughs> All right. Well, I love and appreciate all of you. Please feel free to go check out the merch shop. I put a 25% discount for everyone in there. I will also be sending stickers to all of my customers just to say thank you. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. I'm really not active on Facebook much at all, but definitely on Instagram. Website for the merch is going to be just-press-foreplay dot simplecast.com please 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 go check it out if you want to connect with us please feel free to send us a message on facebook send us a message on instagram we love to hear from you we'd love to hear your stories we'd love to hear anything that you want to talk about anything you want us to bring up we will have an episode with mariah next week i promise you I will hunt her down and make her record an episode with us on something fun, okay? I love and appreciate you guys so much. We'll talk to you next week.